What's up, everybody? Coming at you with a bonus episode here of Movies and Podcorn. On this episode, we are joined by our friend and fellow podcast host, Heather. She hosts Watching Netflix Without You, which you can check out on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great show. Make sure to check it out. You will not regret it, I promise. Uh, When she came on to our episode, we talked about Netflix originals. We give our Mount Rushmore's of our favorite Netflix original movies uh, right in her wheelhouse. Uh, We had a great time, great conversation. I hope you'll enjoy it. And make sure to go check out Watching Netflix Without You, especially because I went on her podcast to do a show about Tick, Tick, Boom, a Netflix original, which, spoiler alert, you might see on my list in this episode. Uh, It's an Oscar-nominated movie. Andrew Garfield might win Best Actor for it. It's a great movie. I broke it all down with Heather on on her show, so go check it out. But first, make sure to check out this episode, our Mount Rushmore's of Netflix Originals, here we go. Hello and welcome to Movies and Podcorn. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I am joined by... Joey. And we have a special guest tonight. Heather. Yes, Heather. I'm watching Netflix. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Watch from Not watching bad. Netflix without you, Heather. And we are doing a special episode here, Movies and Podcorn, a Mount Rushmore of Netflix originals. Um, Netflix original movies are going to be diving into. But before we do that, Heather, why don't you tell our audience about you and your show? Well, thank you. I think I will. Uh, I So Watching Netflix Without You is a movie review podcast. We exclusively review Netflix original content, usually feature films and documentaries, occasional limited series, usually if they're true crime limited series. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of didn't see a podcast out there that was exclusive to Netflix original content. So, I mean, Netflix probably has its own podcasts, but there was no independent podcast. So I decided to make one. So, uh, you know, you can listen to it on any platform you listen to podcasts on and hopefully get some good recommendations for yourself. Yeah, it's a great show. I've listened to many episodes um, and we did an episode together. Uh, when is that airing? Yeah. No? Um, oh man, but... don't ask me those questions. Okay. It's, it's, Not I perfect. don't have the document open. I'll tell you, oh, you know what? We should tell everybody. I can do this really quickly. Come on, computer, be fast. All right. Um, well, I'll vamp while you, while you look. Okay. Um, so let's dive right into our Mount Rushmore's. Um, but before we get to our top four, I want to ask both of you, was there like a fifth movie that either of you had that you just had a really hard time deciding to, to cut it off that mountain for either of you? Yes. All right. What was yours? Oh, um, now why can't I remember it now? Uh, it was, um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, I guess I definitely changed my mind about it because now it's gone. I can't right. remember what it was, but I was definitely like, should I do this one or this one? Because mm. I don't have my notes in front of me. Fair enough. Joey, did you have one that you struggled to keep off or was it a pretty clear top four? Um, it was a pretty clear top four, um, but I, I was starting to think I wanted to mention it, how um, the Squid Game was actually supposed to be a movie. Um, oh, really? 
Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be a movie, and I think, honestly, if it was a movie, it'd be a lot better than it being a show. Hmm. Um, you know, because I, I feel like, you know, it'd, make, it'd, be, it'd be a longer movie, but it'd be a really good movie, I feel like, if it was all just one long hmm. thing instead of, you know, different episodes. But, yeah, the original the original writer of the the show had it as a movie, and along with the deal with Netflix, they kind of split it up into into episodes instead of having it as just a singular movie hmm. um but yeah so it, it doesn't it doesn't technically count um but that's just something i was thinking about a little bit huh well i got a lot of thoughts on squid game you know that joey <laughs> i yeah you don't like it i, know. I, I really i i hate watched it i i really didn't <laughs> like it but i couldn't stop watching it <laughs> um, i've not seen it at all so it, it's definitely worth watching okay for sure it's like Fortnite meets hunger games meets like uh korean game show like all right it is bonkers i mean the mere fact that it was in the top 10 for so long longer than i've seen anything be in the top 10 for it's on my list i just haven't Mm -hmm. gotten there yet yeah i believe it's netflix's number one show ever i think it climbed up to that point yeah i believe so yeah. yeah, it was uh, number one in 90 countries. Uh, and yeah, the, the person who wrote it actually, um, they went bankrupt while they were writing it because no one would buy it from them or no one would, you know, kind of look into that idea for a, a movie. So uh, the guy went broke, had to sell the laptop he was writing it on. And then eventually Netflix picked it up. And now he's, I'm sure he's made a good amount off of it. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to read I that. Bet. Good for him. Um, I had a I had a fifth one that was di- what I think was going to be on there, but I'm not even sure if it's a Netflix original. I had Uncut Gems, and I, I because when I googled, like when I was doing research, like mm-hmm. half the sites listed Uncut Gems as a Netflix original, and the other half didn't. So I wasn't entirely sure if it is or not. Um, well, the best way oh. to tell is you go to Netflix and you search that movie. And if it's got a little N on it, that's that's a Netflix original. It doesn't oh. have the Netflix symbol on it on American Netflix. But fun fact, on UK Netflix, it is a Netflix original. Interesting. I didn't even think so, to do that. That would have been smart yeah. to do that. I didn't even think that. Um, I, I just thought if you could see it, because I saw it in theaters. I thought if you saw it in theaters, it wasn't like, a Netflix original, so I guess I need to. Mm. Sometimes well, I don't think they do it very often, but they do take some stuff that isn't technically a Netflix original, and they just put Netflix on it as though it is a Netflix original. So hmm. I don't know what the technicalities are there, but I know that if it has an N, I'll review it on my podcast. So that's okay. all I go with. By the way. Klaus was the movie I couldn't decide if I wanted to oh. put it on. I decided to leave it off because it was a Christmas movie. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's jump right in. Let's go ladies first. What was your, uh, what was your number four Netflix original for your Mount Rushmore? It was a short film. It's about a half an hour long. It's called Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. It stars David Harbour from Stranger Things. Yeah, um, which was what brought me there in the first place. And it looked kind of interesting. 
it is funny, it entertaining. It's this weird farce of a movie. You don't know where it's going, but you want to go with it. Um, you know, the only thing I would criticize, it's not long enough. I wish it were a feature length film. They really could have made it a feature length film and it would have been great. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's like one, I don't want to even explain too much about because it'll ruin the whole thing. It's a very short movie, mm. but essentially David Harbor, quote unquote, goes on a, a quest to find out more about his father, David, also David Harbor. And it's just, it's just, I, that's all I'm going to say about it. It's, it's fantastic. Huh. How, how much is it based in the real, like the book Frankenstein, or is it just like using the name and completely different or it's, it's got, and it's, mm, it's, I can't even explain it. <laughs> there is no Frankenstein's monster in this thing. In yeah that comes to mean something else which you will see when you watch but the whole feel of it is like a 70s soap opera almost okay but they, they do it really comically and it's just great it's just great and there's this just the punchline at the end is hilarious frankenstein's monsters monster frankenstein <laughs> all right uh joey you're number four um so th this is gonna be kind of questionable now i had a murder mystery the adam sandler movie because i thought mm. that was netflix original it but is now, it is yeah. it is, it is? Yeah. okay yeah um yeah i had i had murder mystery uh with adam sandler because i i'm pretty much a sucker uh for any adam sandler movie um even though a lot of them are kind of well i don't know i feel like a lot of people kind of judge adam sandler movies as like a lower budget uh comedy sort of movie you know that that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and that's but that's the kind of stuff i live for you know i, I like <laughs> that kind of stuff um so basically him and jennifer aniston go on a vacation uh to europe and they want to respark their marriage um and then they get they end up being framed for a murder that they did not commit obviously and a bunch of hijinks play out and that's that's my recollection of the movie it's been quite a while um since I've seen it, but that's that's what I remember. Uh, Adam Joel was the one who told us about it and got us into it. We watched it a couple of years oh, ago. And that's. I mean, I slept through it, but yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Murder it's mystery a, is pretty funny. It's a pretty funny movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and it had you know actually for, I don't know, it had you know that having Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in the same movie for a Netflix original is pretty good. Um, I feel like I feel like Netflix originals are kind of, you know, it's it's more of discovering newer actors that you've never really heard of or seen before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I feel like this is kind of you know they brought in some I guess big guns if you will uh, for it. So I thought I you know I enjoyed it. And I and like I said I kind of forgot that it was a Netflix original because of that reason you know who was acting in it. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number four. I mean, it's definitely better than Jack and Jill, so it's got that going. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll side with you on that one. It's better uh, than I, Ridiculous Six. <laughs> true. Uh, my number four was Bird Box. 
Um, Ooh. And I know uh, you did an episode on that with Veronica. Was that her name? That's right. Yeah. From yeah. the SJW comic book yeah. club podcast. Yeah. That's probably my favorite episode that I've listened to of yours. Um, oh, I like this movie. I've actually only seen it once, but I really enjoyed it when it came out. I remember it was a phenomenon and I kept seeing memes uh, before I watched the movie and I had no clue what was going on. I was like, why is Sandra Bullock blindfolded so much? What is going on? Um, and I thought it was a really good horror movie, uh, mainly because it doesn't show you what the thing is. Yeah. Like, anything in your mind is far scarier than whatever a director could create because you're obviously, you know your insecurities the best, so you're going to scare yourself the best. Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect and had a killer cast um john mm -hmm. malkovich anything with john malkovich i'm in so i had bird box at number four brilliant yeah it's a, it's a good one all right let's move on to our number threes heather what do you got for number three number three i've got a mexican movie called all the freckles in the world this is to me, this is like the biggest hidden gem that I've found so far while doing my podcast. Um, it, it's a teen romance story. It's like middle school age romance story, but it is nothing like a modern rom-com. And it's essentially, I've, I always describe it as it's when you're 40 or 50 looking back at when you did dating in middle school and your attitude toward it now is kind of what shines through in the movie rather than oh, okay. the kids attitudes shining through and mm -hmm. it's surrounded by this you know the main protagonist is this uh, kid that he invents things but he's terrible at it and um hates soccer but realizes it's the only way he's going to get the girl so pretends to or he starts a whole soccer league just to get the girl and it goes on and on and it's quirky it's got humor in the right places it, it gets inappropriate at times without getting too pervy it's not raunchy like it doesn't do do anything weird with the kid actors in it mm. um who are probably also older than they play the characters in the in the movie yeah. but it's just good solid fun it kind of keeps you guessing it i it's one of my favorite finds uh of netflix originals so far in the last year huh never heard of it i'll have to check it out yeah uh joey your number three um so my number three i did a movie called beasts of no nation mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm guessing you've seen that one I have not. Oh, okay. Okay. I I, I've heard it's very good, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So it reminded me a lot of another movie that I liked, which this movie is about kind of war uh, and suffering. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me of. Has anyone seen the movie um, Fury? Yeah, the, with the tanks, Brad yeah. Pitt and the tanks. It, yes, yeah. Yeah, it kind of it kind of reminded me of that because. Uh, it's basically about a boy whose family, uh, you know, his family has been affected by war. His childhood is kind of shattered by war and he goes and he, he joins this group. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a military group and he's forced to like do a bunch of stuff. Like he sees things and he has to do things that are, mm. you know, of war. Um, and he, you know, just traumatized by it. And it really reminded me of Fury because in Fury, there's the uh, the boy who gets put in one of the tanks, and he's he was he joined the military to be a typist, 
Mm. So he like wasn't used to killing and he wasn't used to, you know, being commanded to just like shoot people. Um, and it kind of kind of reminded me of that in this uh, this movie. Uh, the boy's name was a goo. I think it's been a while. This is a 2015 movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm really into war movies for whatever reason, anything about like tragedy and suffering, which sounds kind of weird. Um, but no, it was, it, it, it was good. And yeah, that's, that's the best way I can describe it is if you, if you haven't seen it, but you've seen fury, then it's like that in a lot of ways. Mm. Honestly, <clears throat> That is why I've avoided watching that movie for so long because I have a, a an emotionally very hard time with war movies, and especially what what country does that movie take place in? Beasts of No Nation. Do you remember? It's um, an I African country, it's an African right? Country. I believe yeah. it's. Uh, I can think. I think it's um, like north northeastern. I want to say northeastern Africa. Okay. I want to say that. I'm not positive like i said it's been it's been so long i can try to like find it i'm just curious because there there's a lot i mean life for kids in that part of the world can be very very harsh and i just can't i can't watch a kid going through that it's i turned off blood diamond when it got to that scene where they're lining up those like seven-year-old kids and blindfolding them and handing them a machine gun to shoot someone and i was just like nope i can't can't do it. Goodbye. Goodbye, Blood Diamond. Heard you were good. Not going to find out about the rest of it. Mm. But yeah, Joey's all for pain and suffering. Hey, you know what? A lot of people are into that and are into war movies. You are not alone. You are not alone. Um, all right. My number three was Trial of the Chicago Seven. A very oh. recent one. Oh, I have seen that one. Uh, this one, I absolutely love this movie. It has a phenomenal cast. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Sasha Baron Cohen, um, Michael Keaton's in it. Um, I think it should have won the Oscar last year for Best Picture. Um, I'm huge into the Oscars. And Nomadland was good, but I, I really wish this one had won. Um, it's about uh, these protests that these people went to um, in, in Chicago. And they all, none of them really went there intentionally to start riots like kind of but not really they a lot of them just wanted to go there to let their voice be heard but one thing led to another got carried away and they became known as the chicago seven um and they all went to prison for a very long time um and but it's a really great drama and i love a courtroom drama um oh yeah um yeah very great acting sasha baron cohen um i think was right there for best supporting actor last year in this movie a uh, really great movie i've been thinking yeah, I've, about it yeah. yeah i've seen that one i i considered it um but but the but the issue is a lot of a lot of these movies i haven't seen like as of like the last year so it it's i i have a very poor memory in that sense so i i didn't mm. i did i didn't have that one mm. fair enough uh all right heather what was your number two my number two is the lovebirds okay it is just hilarious i laughed every few minutes just out loud from beginning to end on this movie i cannot ask anything more from a comedy i tend to lean toward 
lighter comedic movies as my mm-hmm. as my favorites. A lot of that type is in my kind of top ten favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's great chemistry between uh, Kamal Nanjiani and um, Isa 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 Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, also, bonus, my girl Anna Camp from Pitch Perfect and the Mindy Project is in this movie. Oh yeah, doing her awesomeness. Uh, it never drags. It never gets dull. Just when you think it can't get any funnier, it somehow does. It's, and it does it all without being like super raunchy or gratuitous, which is I, I tend to shy away from that type of humor. Mm. So that, yeah, it's just maybe my favorite Netflix original comedy, maybe. Wow. Nice. Yeah, Kumail is great. I love. He's one of my yeah. favorite actors. Uh, one th- for our listeners, if you haven't seen Franklin and Bash, it's on Amazon. It's, there's only four seasons of it. Uh, you can binge it like in a day if you wanted to. Probably. Um, it's a it's a about two lawyers, and he plays a germaphobe who like is afraid to leave the house, and he is hysterical. Oh, I've got to watch that. Thank you for that recommendation. It is great. Franklin and Bash it is awesome. Uh, Joey, what was your number two? Uh, for my number two, I had The Guilty. Ooh. Um, has anyone seen that one? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, so uh, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal. And mm-hmm. he plays, if I'm going off of what I remember correctly, he's playing a, um, he's a cop. And he's, basically what's happening is he is in a LA police call center. Um, and he is taking phone calls while outside. There's also like, wildfires and just a bunch of chaos ensuing and he's kind of stuck in this dis or this uh call center you know taking people's calls um you know a lot of distressed people calling in and he he's very stressed out and it's interesting because it a lot of the movie takes place in the in the call center but just crazy because there's like so much happening like around him and that's all he's thinking about and obviously as like the viewers we're seeing him there and he's just thinking about like all this stuff happening outside and all this other stuff happening out, out like all the fires and stuff. And uh, it, it's like, I don't know, to me, it was like a stressful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I don't know, it was funny. He kept like, he had his like asthma inhaler. He kept like taking hits off of that, just freaking out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my recollection of, of that movie. It's been, like I said, it's been a little while again since I've seen that one. Um, but it was a good one. I, I enjoyed it. I put it in my number two spot. Nice. Yeah, that is an excellent movie. It's a good choice. Mm. I haven't seen many Netflix originals, I guess. I don't know. I need to... There's like over 1,200 and they just keep piling on like every day new ones come out. Yeah. It's impossible to keep up. Yeah. yeah when I was making my list, I was like, man, I'm putting all these recent movies. I, I should try to like branch out to older ones. And then I realized... Netflix has not been around that long. Like all these are going to be fairly <laughs> recent movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just to add to, I think, so what I remember is he, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays, his name is Joe in the movie. And he, I'm pretty sure he was demoted. Um, like, like he was demoted to answering the phones and he, he's a, he's a cop. But, and I, and I think like the big thing is like, oh, he's not out helping and he's like stuck there because of his actions. So that that was like one of the big reasons he stressed. But yeah, that's and anyway. I love watching people stress out. That's fun. That's oh yeah. That's of great joy to me. <laughs> um, 
Uh, my number two, uh, no surprise for Heather here, is Tick, Tick, Boom. Yep. I absolutely love this film. Um, that's the pod we did together. Yeah. Um, so you can hear more extensive thoughts on that episode. But this movie, Andrew Garfield, I think is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. I think it's a crime. He doesn't have at least one Oscar. He should have won one for the social network. Um, spoiler alert, he's in Spider-Man No Way Home and he's the best part of that movie. Uh, this movie I didn't know he could sing and it turns out he can sing like an angel oh yeah um there was actually I watched an interview and it was funny he his agent um gets a massage at the same place where Lin-Manuel Miranda does and they were getting a massage together and Lin asked his agent if Andrew could sing and his agent told him he can sing like an angel and then after Lin left his agent called Andrew and said hey can you Mm -hmm. sing and so Andrew and Lynn met and then Andrew was like, yeah, when do you want to start shooting? And Lynn said, oh, probably not for another year. And Andrew goes, no, yeah, I can sing. I can sing. And he just learned how to sing in that year. And then, <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. That really funny. Um, this movie is incredible. Uh, it's a musical where I think if you don't like musicals or you're not privy to that sort of type of movie, I think you'd still really like it because there mm-hmm. is a really strong story behind the musical. It's not just people bursting into song and dance on the highway. Um, but it, the music is great. Acting is great. Love this movie. Um, so now that brings us to our number ones. And I should have said this at the top, but just so our audience is clear, these are our favorites, not what we think are the best, are Mount Rushmore's. Right. So there is a difference. I probably, some of these movies, I wouldn't have maybe on my four greatest movies that Netflix has ever made but these are my four favorites. So we do favorites, not best, just for that clarification. Before we get into our number ones, so Heather, without further ado, what is your favorite Netflix original ever? My favorite Netflix original ever today is actually a documentary and it's called Shirkers. And it unfolds much like a fictional story. It's, it's a wild ride. It can't take your eyes away. You know, um, the essential story is these girls back in the 90s filmed an entire movie with a douchebag director. That's a bit of a spoiler, but not that much of a spoiler. And uh, he makes off with the reels and the audio and they never see him again. Hmm. So one of the makers of the film now, years later, as an adult, decides she's going to track him down and track these, this film down. And that's what the documentary is about. And these girls are all uh, from Singapore. So it's also this eye into Singaporean culture, which I found really fascinating because the only thing I knew about Singapore, I mean, like the first time I ever heard about Singapore, and I don't know, you guys are maybe not old enough to remember this, but Somewhere in about the mid 90s, a dude, an American guy was in Singapore. I forget what he did. He vandalized something or he stole something and he got caught and he got punished and they flogged him like in the town square publicly like six times or something like this. And it was this outrage for Americans, you know, that this guy got flogged and that's it that's all i knew about singapore so it was nice to see some more about the country and about the people of that country and also to follow this just bizarre crazy story it was really fascinating huh wow 
Um, yeah, I did not know about that story. Never. Huh. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard like similar ones. Um, just about I, I don't know the the thing is yeah committing like a crime or anything outside of the U.S. can I mean outside of like any outside whatever your home country is it can be, I mean however the place you're at handles it it can be it can be rough I've heard a lot of stuff about like yeah. people in North Korea that are there like vacationing and they do something wrong and they get like. 20 years of like hard labor in prison for like something as simple as like leaving the tour that they're on uh in north korea just just like stuff huh. like that um who vacations so in north korea uh, what are you doing stop doing that not my preferred yeah. that's not a vacation area people and, and people people <laughs> go there to try to like document it to like okay. see the inside. but it's also extremely risky because you're not really supposed to like document things Mm. so like yeah like one guy got caught he got like sentenced to hard labor then the u.s like fought for him back and they like released him but when they released him he was in like a coma because they like worked him too hard and then he ended up like dying in the hospital it was it was really sad i watched the whole thing about it oh my gosh um, as far as singapore goes i don't know much about it but i do know i'm pretty sure it has uh I'm pretty sure, like as a country, it's one of the cleanest in the world. Oh yeah, interesting. I've I've, I've heard that. Um, well, they have pretty strict laws there. Yeah, there. I, yeah. I watched at one point. I watched like a documentary about it, and they have like one of the most efficient methods of like waste management. Huh. I don't know. Just just your random fact of the day, I guess. Was that um, on one of your fake Earth shows, or was it real? No, planet Earth is not fake. <laughs> Heather, do you watch those documentary, those like nature things on Netflix? No, no, I don't usually. They're, they're fake. It's it's fine if you are. don't. But he thinks that it's fake. So I just don't oh, think okay. you can get that a camera that close to like, you know. Well, things. you have like ultra mega zoom lens that like, like oh. looks like the size of a mountain on the front of your camera. Oh, they can zoom in real close. Yeah, he just he doesn't he doesn't buy any of it. He thinks it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, don't go to North Korea. That's the moral of the story. Go to Belgium. That's my second favorite country in the world. Go there. It's very clean. It's very nice. Everyone's very happy there. Um, yeah, go there. Sounds good. Man, I'd be happy if I just could go to Canada one time. Mm. Uh, Joey, what's your number one Netflix original? Uh, so my number one, I had Triple Frontier. Um, it's another. It's another kind of military movie i picked this one because i i watched the netflix series called narcos uh about the uh it's about drug cartels and stuff uh much much like ozark which me and adam uh love um but this movie's about uh it's basically about organized crime uh in south america and this guy named pope is there and he's a military advisor and he's there combating like the organized crime that these cartels uh, participate in and he's approached by a an informant i believe her name is yvonne and she wants I'm trying to remember she wants um she wants to be exported out of the country in exchange for whereabouts of the leader of this cartel so if she, she she's going to tell the uh pope where the uh the, the kingpin i guess of this drug cartel is if they'll escort her and her brother out of the country so they agree and then pope goes to florida and he gets 
um, one of his, a couple of his ex-military friends, and then they go back and they basically like, they have this whole plan. They're going to seize this guy. And what they do is they go into the, the girl gives him a bunch of information, by the way, she gets, she tells him about like where he lives, um, you know, where he goes to church and stuff like that. So they go to his church uh, to keep casualty levels low because they don't want to like involve a bunch of other people. And basically they try to get him and they don't, but they find a bunch of money and they find a bunch of proof. And then the movie's basically just searching for this guy. Um, and they, and from what I remember, they don't, they don't end up finding him. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Just, you know, I, I enjoy, I don't know. I enjoy like the, like drug cartel stuff, like, fun, you know, hmm. just, just it, it's kind of it's kind of eye opening how, in reality, how much power they have. Even even though it's, you know, you know, like whole law enforcement organizations like know their existence and like still are not able to stop them. And it's just it's like kind of a powerhouse in the world. Um, like like I mean, Ozark isn't like the best example, but I mean, we see we see in Ozark how just devastating they can be, and they're ruthless. They're very ruthless people. Um, but yeah, so I think I think like I I'm drawn more to shows and movies that are about that kind of stuff just because it's interesting to me. It's it's crazy how like just these people can get away with stuff and not get caught. Well, get caught, but not get in trouble for it. Yeah, sure. Ozark better or Triple Frontier better? Which well, yeah. Ozark is better because it's I don't know. It's Ozark stressed me out a lot more. <laughs> that was stressful. It made me it made me very stressed. Um, and season four is out now, so I need to start watching that. We'll have to check out Breaking Bad, Joey. I've never seen that. I think I think we'd like that show. It's probably similar. Mm. Um, all right. So my number one is a very new film that just came out on Christmas Day. It is Don't Look Up. Um, oh, yeah. Perhaps the greatest cast ever assembled in film. Mm-hmm. You got Leo DiCaprio, <laughs> who I think is the greatest actor of all time. Um, a crime he only has one oscar and it wasn't even for a good movie Uh, jennifer lawrence who could be the greatest actress of all time when she's done meryl streep kate blanchett um tyler perry's in it just is um timothy chalamet's in it phenomenal cast it's about jennifer lawrence who's this uh uh, grad student i believe at michigan state university and uh, in a in astrology i believe and she or not astrology astronomy astrology is very different in astronomy <laughs> she notices uh, a comet headed towards earth or a meteor or something and she realizes that it's going to destroy the planet it's a nuclear level event and no one takes her seriously and Meryl Streep is the president and it's it she's very much Trump it's it's yeah. a it's a satire like she's very much Trump and Jonah Hill is her son slash um vp i think and, and oh god is he he steals the show. Like he is so he does funny. he really does um and so the whole point <laughs> of the movie is like is don't look up because these people basically they're the democrats saying the world's going to end and meryl streep is republican telling the world or the country don't look up it's fine they're trying to scare you and it's it's a it's an analogy for covid um and the movie ends with well, I won't spoil it, but this movie is phenomenal. So funny, so um, frighteningly accurate to the world we live in today. Oh gosh, yeah. And the acting is just aces across the board. 
definitely. You've seen it? I've seen it. Yes. I, I quite, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on the fringe of Oscar contention. I don't think it's going to get much love, um, but some Oscar nominations probably coming for it. Um, yeah. All right. So that wraps up our Mount Rushmore of Netflix originals. Um, great lists. Hopefully everyone has some good recommendations now to go watch Netflix. Um, as yeah. the world ends around us, we can binge Netflix. <laughs> Yay. Um, By the way, yeah. sorry to cut you off there, but to answer your question from the beginning, real quick, I did look it up and our episode on my podcast, um, watching Netflix without you hmm. is on tick, tick, boom. It's going to come out on the eighth Tuesday, the eighth of March. All right. Nice. Yeah. Just after the Batman comes out. So everyone can go check that out and then check out our <laughs> Um, all right. So before we go, Heather, why don't, in case our audience forgot, why don't you just one more time, let everyone know what you're doing and where they can find you. Sure. I come on and check out my podcast, watching Netflix without you. Uh, it's nothing personal. I just don't know you. So we can't watch together, but uh, it's available. It should be available anywhere you listen to podcasts uh, at this point. Um, and you just search it there in the search bar, watching Netflix without you. And I can send you a link if you like, if you want to include it hmm. uh, or not, if you don't. Definitely. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great show. Highly recommend it. Um, do great work over there. Um, all right. Well, that is a wrap for us. So for Heather and Joey, I am Adam. This is Movies and Podcorn. Thanks for listening and make sure to have some popcorn. <laughs>